it live. Okay. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. This show originates from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to keep up with the show during off-show hours, here's how you do all of that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter. Originally, a number of weeks ago, actually, if you go back and look for it, maybe a month or two ago, I put out a link through a number of social media channels that said, if you have a product, if you have a service that's barbecue or grilling related, or you have a great live fire story that you want to get across, use this link and book yourself on the show. It's worked like gangbusters, except for tonight when somebody decided to come on at 914. And then last Wednesday, when I started reaching out, trying to set up sound checks, there was zero answers back and then friday there were zero answers back and then on saturday i had to flex a little muscle and said we got to get something on the sound check board otherwise at the end of sunday you're out hit the bricks pal and beat it well guess what there was no answer back so i had to backfill the segment this evening and joining me in the first segment 914 you saw maybe a month or so ago, believe it or not, the brains behind Mr. Brisket and the pitmaster of Go Big or Go Barbecue, Aaron Huntelman, is joining us. And there's Aaron in studio. Uh, so let's just get a quick sound check. Aaron, how are you tonight? Stand by. trying to think of how we pivot from here all right stand by (laughs) 
TV, folks. Uh, this is extremely bizarre because literally 10 minutes ago, we tested everything was fine. Like, better than fine. It's very fine. Blew me away. All right. Now I have to adjust your level this way and see where we're at because I don't think I have the right uh, thing on there. So, all right. Uh, so, thank you for filling in. Did you have anything better going on tonight? No. There's no new Kardashians with the wife tonight, so. Are you a Kardashians fan? No. Oh. I'm a happy wife fan. Yes, who isn't? Of course. <laughs> so, Aaron Huntelman is sitting in for the show again this evening, so we're happy to have him. 35 past the first hour, Wes Wright is coming back, cookoutnews.com. And in the second hour, we have quarterly guest Jess Priles coming in and then rounding out the show. First timer, the pitmaster of Grork Boys Barbecue. He was on Next Level Chef. Matt Grork is coming on. Embers TV Associated as well. So that's what's happening here this evening. Don't forget, you can follow me socially. X, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of the video streaming platforms of Facebook or Twitch. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, which can be found at youtube.com slash at BBQ Central Show. And we have a YouTube poll question of the week, and I'm asking everybody this. Between the two, which was the bigger barbecue story in 2023? Memphis and May's Damage. Or the American Royal Open Scoring, and currently 77% of you are saying the American Royal Scoring. And we start here this evening. Just a quick update on the aforementioned American Royal Scoring issue from a few weeks back. Uh, there's been no segment booked with KCBS CEO Rod Gray as of right now on this show. I will continue to wait for a yes or no, and I won't be letting go. Because, quite honestly, this is a big deal. It demands to be addressed in this type of format. Not just by KCBS writing press releases and steering the narrative. I will continue to ask for a segment. We'll keep you updated on the progress of that. I'll also continue to talk to teams that were there and that were affected. Additionally, I've reached out to the American Royal itself to see if they have any type of official comment or statement about what happened. Because there is a bit of a taint on everybody involved, so I want to make sure everybody has the ability to comment if they want to, but I currently have no reply back from the person 
from the American Royal who would make a comment if they were going to make a comment. So there's that update. And then we have an update from the other ongoing barbecue saga, which is the Memphis and May damage saga. Well, after the votes were tallied a couple weeks ago, the 2024 version of the event is going to be at Tiger Lane. Additionally, at least for 2024, the music festival portion of this event has been put on hold. I think there's a real fear that no one will go to this event or that portion of the events. It does not right at the end of Beale Street, which is what they have counted on in the past for that walk in foot traffic. That's not going to be the case at the new location. And lastly, I know Mark Williams mentioned it during his segment beginning of the month. But I've also heard from many other pitmasters and competitors who take place in Memphis in May every year. And they say that this location specifically, apparently, allegedly, reportedly not known to be the safest location. But this is the spot that over 70% of the barbecue competitors voted on to have the Memphis in May 2024. We'll continue to follow that as it develops as well. So now I think we're all caught up. I have no idea what the hell happened with that microphone. It just died on me. The second microphone died. I'm going to lean towards a cord. But we're not going to test it out anymore. I can tell you that. We're back to the headset. So if it's clicking, I don't want to hear about it. It's evasive maneuvers here in the first hour for crying out loud. All right. Uh... We'll have more Aaron Huntelman here in just a second. Are you tired of settling for mediocre grilling experiences? Time to step up your game and bring the ultimate flavor and the ultimate cooker to the backyard barbecues. Pits and Spits Charcoal Grills offering the highest quality live fire cooking experience you can get in the market today using either wood or charcoal. Their solid fuel grills produce those classic flavors you're looking for when you have the time to fire up the grill and cook for your family and friends. With a large adjustable fuel tray, you can raise and lower the fire to control and fine-tune the heat. It's their take on the very popular Santa Maria-style grill. You can check them out online at pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. Once again, that's pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. And the pits in the spits is spelled with the double T on the pits and the spits as you're checking out because you've purchased a brand new charcoal grill on the pits and spits website. Save yourself 150 bucks off on me by using the promo code charcoal central, all one word. That's right. When you put on the charcoal grill in your cart and you're checking out, save 150 bucks. It wasn't like free money. Charcoal Central is the code to use at checkout. Get 150 bucks off any charcoal grill. And you can peruse the offerings at pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. That's pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. Good folks over at Pits and Spits. We'll be back with the pitmaster of Go Big or Go Barbecue, Aaron Huntelman. Right after this, stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. In fact, highly recommend it. Or Lowe's.com or Walmart.com. Use CookingPellets.com to purchase under extreme emergencies only. Otherwise, go to Amazon, Lowe's, or Walmart. Same great selection. Great shipping rates that Cook and Pellets can offer you. But they certainly appreciate your support by buying from one of their specialized vendors. Very big outfits, by the way. Chris Becker and the gang over at cookandpellets.com. All right, as I had mentioned in the open before we had the technical issues that we were working through feverishly, we have them in studio once again. Our pal Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue. Aaron, appreciate you filling in. I mean, you would never think in your wildest dream you would commit to the show and then go radio silent a week and a half in advance of the segment and then a total no-show. No. I, when you asked me, I told my wife, I said, I can't turn on an invite from Greg. So Even if it was last second? No. I'd figure it out. This guy put in time and effort to fill it out. And then, no! Not showing up. I'm not going to communicate. I'm not going to... No names, please. And the, to make it even worse, salt in the wound. This is an Ohio-based company that was going to be on, believe it or not. Ghosted you. There's only one good thing coming out of Southern Ohio besides you, and that's Mike Lang. Yeah. Another plant, please. Cool. All right, we have a YouTube poll question of the week, Aaron, that I'm asking everybody. You're here, so might as well ask you. Between the two, which was the bigger barbecue story of 2023, the Memphis and May damage saga or the American Royal open scoring saga has to be the American Royal has to be because it's the biggest the biggest and I think the Memphis and May was they kind of knew it was coming just from the drama coming up from it in a, in a sense and it's still going yeah I the American Royal still going too. I fear for both I'll yeah. be honest I fear for the American Royal not that I think it's necessarily going to happen again I hope but I fear that there's going to be a thought of we're just going to put our head down and we've written our press releases and that's good enough. And we're not going to go on any other podcast or any other show to talk about it and answer questions or anything like that. This is how we're going to handle it. And we'll just weather the heat storm. And we hope that in a week or two, like everything in a new cycle, it goes away and something bigger and better will be there to take its place and we'll forget about it. But, I do know that I have talked with some other folks and there's a thought to at least keep it on the hearts and minds of those that were affected by it. And at least on my show, I'll continue to mention it and reach out to those to try and secure interviews. I mean, that's an interview you would like to hear. I would imagine you're a competitor. Yeah. I'd like to know what happened and just an explanation and how do you prevent it from next time? I mean, that was crazy to see the one team I follow machete boys get the championship and then like woke up a day and a half later whatever it was and saw like you know actually the fifth place team was which congratulations to them too but it was like that's just a crazy thing to happen i'm hearing it 
You're probably not hearing it. Is so. this on now? No, 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 no. But I'm gonna. We're gonna do another headset change here. All right. All right. Stand by. Kill me now. It's my fault. It's when I'm. It's just. It's the the size of my head and the ears. I think. Is it worse? I think that one's worse. We're going back to the other one. Stand by. No, that one's definitely not working. What a nightmare this is. Here we are. I should have stayed at the house to use the uh, old headphones. Yeah, there. no kidding. <laughs> Sheesh. So, we, where, where were we? We were talking about first or second place? Yeah, All right. Royal. So, you went to a first-year competition, or a first-time competition, about 45 minutes south of us here in the booming metropolis of Wadsworth, Ohio, this past weekend. Yep. How does that go? Uh, for us, not great. <laughs> as a team, as a Mr. Brisket, it went really well. We had four teams take uh, in top 10 calls overall with our competition box we had three top 10 calls in chicken four in ribs five in pork and three in brisket using our meats were you instrumental in putting this competition together or you just heard about it or uh not instrumental in putting it together i was instrumental in mr brisket sponsoring the brisket category and us getting a little more involved than me just competing in it hmm. how many teams 20 up. 20 teams 20 teams and 20 you know Really heavy hitters for the area, Michigan, Ohio. You know, good. You know, we had, I think Paul, Bob, who who won, who GC'd it. He's top twenty in the country. So I mean, is that his team name, Paul Bob? No, a smoking ghost. Oh, smoking ghost. All right. Yeah. Were there more than twenty teams at one point? No, they were only they capped it at twenty. Oh. Uh, infrastructure. Who puts it on? That was through uh, the Wadsworth Municipal Airport. Uh, Doyle Mullins owns New World Spices down there. He was the main guy putting it on new world spices yeah he uh it's a new business i think he's like a year into it so he blends spices and teas and things this isn't the same place that harry sue uses in sugar and falls right no i don't think so all right all in all very well we're on contest i mean you've yeah. done a, a handful of yeah i mean contests. for a first year contest they had ice for us you know they had bath they had not only uh porta potties but they had an open building with you know warm bathrooms and a place to sit to get out of the rain you know the only thing we had used biodegradable boxes so they weren't styrofoam um the airport just liked it you know not having styrofoam near aircraft and things like that and they're fans of uh <laughs> they're fans of the farmers and i guess the soybeans that get used for the boxes are grown in ohio so they were fans of that and you know there was just a it was a little bit of a pivot because when you try to weigh down the kale, it kind of spread the box. So I couldn't keep the box closed when we were going to turn in. So it was kind of a hold and pray and turn it in kind of thing. Hmm. But, you know, beyond that, it was, you know, we were in grass and it wasn't muddy, you know, for how much rain we got. That's all I was worried about being in a tent. Are you a multiple cooker team or you just run the Traeger? No, we got the Traeger. Uh, I start on an Oklahoma Joe Bronco and a Pit Barrel Cooker Jr. for those 
for the brisket this year. Oh, that worked out. Really, I I liked how it cooked the brisket. You know, you kind of just set it and see how hot it. I mean, it was running like three fifty, I think, is what I was my probe was reading on the pit barrel. So it was really to puff it up, get some color, get some smoke, and then when it was ready to wrap, it went on the trigger. You smoke chunks or wood chunks in there? I threw a couple of wood chunks, a couple of chunks mm. of hickory in there. Not over smoky? No, not really. Mm. No, the pork got a, a comment card for being overly smoky off the pip, off the Oklahoma Joe. So, what kind of wood are you using? Uh, Royal Oak charcoal lump, and then uh, hickory, just the bag stuff from like Lowe's, the mm. cowboy brand. You ever try apple instead? It's supposed to be a, a lighter smoke because it's a fruit wood. Yeah, but it wasn't on sale. So <laughs> there's no uh, cost or budget here during competition. There, yeah. we pay to win. <laughs> you're worried about wood? No, but you're I, buying I just saw prime it on, brisket. I just saw it. I just saw it on sale and just grabbed it. <laughs> so no, this will work. Rich Morris is watching, and he said, "Great job for a first year event." He would come back. Yep. Did they say in its second year they would double size, or what would they be looking for from a team count? Doyle wants to grow up to 30 or 40, I think, next year. And I said, he, I know he wants to do like two or three events down there. And he supposedly wants like one of the events to be at least 100 teams, which they have. 100 the, teams? That's what he says. They have, gonna be, there's going to be no KCBS event at 100 teams. Not here. N- not in Ohio. Awake. I mean, there's much, hardly 100 teams anywhere, period. Yeah. I mean, that's a Texas yeah, totally. thing. I was going to say, you go down to Texas, you get 100. I, mean, I like the enthusiasm, but, you know, I can't trim 100 teams' chicken thighs. I mean, you could. I could. It would take me time, but we get it done. We have a Robbie now. Robbie's our new chicken thigh guy at Mr. Brisket. and he's. I can walk away, and he does a great job. I thought there was three of you guys doing that. There was, uh, but we are just busy. So we kind of we brought in Robbie as a part-time guy, and mm-hmm. he, he really picked up on what I'm looking for on the thighs, and he's kind of ran with it. Gordon Thompson wants to know if there's going to be any SCA events there next year. I got to kind of poke Doyle and see if we can't get one. You know, even if Mr. Brisket runs that Who's portion. Doyle? Doyle Mullins. He's the, he's the guy who runs it, I guess. He's just, he worked for NASCAR for a while, did the catering for NASCAR. So he's, he has experience in large crowd events. Hmm. So, I mean, from that standpoint, he did a great job, you know, and, I'm appreciative of him getting one. This is the closest one we had to home since I lived in Cincinnati and we were doing ones, you know, downtown. So are you just butting in and telling this guy what he should do or is he soliciting your feedback? He's getting feedback. No, he was walking around. He's no, like, oh, I know he's gonna... getting it, but no, is he, he asking was, for it? Yeah, he's like, oh, this is Aaron. He's going to help me grow this. So I, I feel to be like I'm getting volunteered into things. But Sometimes volunteering means you're not getting paid. We don't like that. <laughs> I am a firm proselytizer of if you have any type of expertise, you make sure you get paid first. And we're changing the narrative in the barbecue world here, folks. For all you people out there that are doing stuff for free or you're getting free rub or something like that, I mean, like, stop it. You're ruining it for everybody. You're professional. You should be getting paid like a professional and stop volunteering for free. Yeah. This is really going to pay off. But it's barbecue long, and payoff doesn't game. usually no. run in sentences that are the same. When everybody asks, well, what do you, you know, do you like competition barbecue? I said, well, you take $1,000, you catch it on fire, and if you're okay and happy with that, then yeah. Yeah. Come and join. It's like BOAT. You know what BOAT stands for, right? Bust out another 1000 That's right. By the way, competition legend, new legend, J. 
Josh Leonard is in the house tonight. Oh, Josh. That was kicked your ass. He did. At he, Hardware's he kicked really everybody's best. ass. I think he had two points on second place. Yeah, yeah. He was he was real big on uh and he won he, our SCA competition. He was a big this green year egg, too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. He broke the streak. Yeah, he had a huge lead. He dominated the other big green eggers, but yeah. he was well ahead of the Weber and the Traeger aspect as well. So glad to see he's in the chat. He said he suggested a state contest to Doyle yeah. as well. Would a state contest do better than the barbecue competition, you think? I think just from experience running state competitions for two years, our state teams travel better. And it's it's not as much of a commitment financially to come and do a state competition, but I but the commitment financially versus the payouts better. I think the payout mm-hmm. on state competitions you know, I think you're, if you're doing a double, that's, I think we're like, you know, six grand in the prize money for two, for a double. So, you know, it's, there's plenty of money to be won in a state competition. What the, what winner get in payout last weekend? I don't know. That was one thing I never, <laughs> I didn't see it put anywhere. And once I kind of got my scores, I kind of got in the car and put my head down and drove home. <laughs> so I really wasn't too worried about it, but. You know, I I don't know. I, if Nick Owensby pops in, he might know. He was he kind of helped get this thing going. So mm. He might have a better idea. Are you using only your sauce and rubs in competitions? No, I'm a uh, I'm mixing in. I'm really a big fan of the T9 uh, line, the triple nine line that's in the barbecue superstore, Rich Parker's brand, and then uh, I use Heath Riles and a little bit of Malcolm Reed and just kind of roll and mm. see what happens. But I think this off season i'm gonna kind of commit to uh looking to see what we can do to turn some scores around did you have any concerns about the scoring this past weekend and if it was accurate sure i'd like to not have the scores i have but no they were (laughs) no no the judges we had and the people running the judging area are really good cliff brockman he's the local guy over here in strongsville him and his wife are you know really great uh dave and becky drulitzer who ran the competition from kcbs they're you know, lights out. They do a great job. Sam Rockholt is in the chat. He said a thousand dollars went to the winner. I mean, maybe you don't even break even at a thousand dollars. Not for the guy who I mean, rolling up in a the trailer they're rolling up in. No, that's <laughs> in the truck you're using. I mean, I don't, I don't know their financial situation. Yeah, but a thousand bucks. Well, I mean, you know how much a thousand dollars is. So you know, know how much you usually pay to do a competition, whether you're an hour away from home or yeah. I mean, Re- longer than that, it's just more money. I mean, if you get the Mister Brisket box, you're you were six hundred forty nine dollars into the hole. You know, just right there before fuel and everything. I know we are coming to the end of the season here shortly, but is that still spooling up, or has it leveled off a bit as far as the success of the competition box? I think we're plateauing now, but I'm mm. still doing 170 thighs to ship out next week. You know, I think, so I think we're going to get picked up in a lot of practicing guys, you know, guys practicing and thinking this is going to be something they can commit to and use next year. We had a guy take third at the Royal with a 180. We had a guy take third at the Jack with a brisket. So I think the, you know, the more we get out, hey, we have these winning briskets, the more it'll continue to go. But, mm. you know, but, you know, it's definitely going to, I'd say, in the next two weeks, we'll see it drop. We're making a correction here. Sam Rockhold was talking about the SCA yeah. $1,000. Yeah, $1,000 is your first place prize. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's 2000 if you're doing a double and then whatever it ends up being for 
the math to make out for ninth to tenth because that's what we'd like to pay out. How's the rub business here closing in 2023 and, and sauce business? Sauce is great. Rub is a little slow. I mean, sauce, we you know we're, you know, I just shipped out three cases to one retailer, shipping out two more this week. You know, Mr. Brisket, we just committed to a lot to grow, you know, within the building itself with sauce. And I think sauce itself is going to take off more next year, more than rub. Rub's a hard one to get into. Why doesn't Patterson stock your sauce? I don't know. They said they have other sauces, but I looked and I really don't see anything that compares. I didn't either. I was shocked they had your rub. Why wouldn't they just take the whole kit and caboodle? It's nonsense. I, you know. There's no shipping involved. Let me just drop off a case. I'm not buying any more cider from them <laughs> until they start bringing in the go big or go barbecue barbecue sauce. Between the two, I would rather buy your sauce than yeah. the rub, if I'm being yeah. honest. No, I mean, sales-wise points to that, too, in general. I mean, we're selling a lot more sauce. I'm seeing a lot more teams, you know, from that aspect of the business, too, of being more successful with our sauce. And, and I understand that. There's a lot of rub choices out there that are better than mine. You know, I think mine's great, but I know there are better choices out there, too. Do you want this to be a full-time job at some point? Go big or go barbecue? Yeah, at some point, you know, we're... Just uh, through the product sales, or would you get into catering to supplement that money, or what? I'd love to cater. You know, we did some pop-ups with, you know, through Mr. Brisket this past... We did two, I think, since the last time we were here with you, and the first one we sold out an hour and a half. We sold, you know, 40 pounds of burn-ins, you know, and half chickens and ribs about the same like half racks and half chickens and so that was a crazy hour and a half and then we did another one a little slower but we still sold out of burn ends you know and it's i like the work you know it's just something i'm passionate about and eventually once we could figure a way to do it i'd like to do it on my own you don't want to get a restaurant right no yeah no i I don't i like a life (laughs) i I did the restaurant thing you work at mr brisket what are you talking about we got we have (laughs) We got good hours there compared to a, I, I manage restaurants. Yeah. No thanks. Banker's hours at Mr. Brisket. Pretty close. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Aaron who not only suffered through some technical issues in the open, but through his segment there, craziness. But we'll work through the headset here. By the way, I hear it this time. Okay. I can't not hear it now. The other one was worse that we switched out of. This one is better. But I can still hear it, so save the emails. Not even talking about it next week in the open, so don't even get me started. However, at the end of the show tonight, when Aaron leaves, I'm going right on that microphone over there and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. It's outrageous. Ceramic cooker talk time, more importantly, Primo Grills. PrimoGrill.com is the website to go to. They're only sold through dealers. So you have to find one near you. Go to primogrill.com, find that dealer, and then visit them. Take a look at all the different size ovals that they have. I would suggest buying the extra large at a minimum. The one thing I hear time and time again from barbecuers just getting into it especially, they get nervous with pricing and they buy at the minimum or buy down. And then they have buyer's remorse. Always buy up one or two sizes. I've never heard a barbecuer ever complain about having anything too big. It's always, I should have got the bigger one. I regret not getting the bigger one. Don't do that on the Primo especially. So I'm suggesting the XL. Make sure you get the deflector plates. They come in, I call them half moons. So you can leave one side completely open with fuel. Or you can 
close off both ends of it if you want to do completely indirect like with a place setter like you'd see in the big green egg type thing these are better because you can remove half or you can have the whole thing covered they have a whole bunch of other accessories for you to try and then especially now as we're getting into winter at least in here in cleveland and areas that experience colder weather once the ceramics get heated up this thing is a fuel miser you're going to race through fuel when you have the bullet styled smokers that aren't insulated maybe you're not using a smoking jacket obviously a lot of the uh, cheaper offset type cookers are also going to fall victim to consuming way more fuel because now they got to keep the temperature that you're running at because it's just colder outside so the fire needs to work harder it's not as efficient the ceramic cooker no way baby this thing is absolutely fabulous so again, find one near you, primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. Follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Everybody is now ready for a Primos to find a dealer near you and pick one up shortly. Holiday season is coming around the corner, so whoop-de-doo and dickery-doc. We're back with Wes Wright from cookoutnews.com right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Connect via Bluetooth if you have to. Also compatible with a host of other smart speakers. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Great folks over at Fireboard. My next guest tonight, creator of cookoutnews.com website and the third Tuesday of the month regular guest. We welcome back our pal, Wes Wright. Wes, how are you, pal? Good. How are you doing, Greg? We have a YouTube poll question of the week, as you know, Wes. So we're asking everybody, between the two, which is the bigger barbecue story of 2023? The Memphis and May damage saga or the American Royal Open scoring saga? Uh, I think the Memphis and May one's yep. pretty surprising. I've All been right. watching it unfold. Yeah. <laughs> this month after month after month, it's been unfolding. Yeah, I, I think the losses that they claimed were pretty shocking. And, you know, having been involved in the events, events business before, I don't know how you lose that much money on an event. So I don't know. It's just it's kind of interesting to watch like a soap opera. I saw some financials. I don't know if you saw the same thing. I It appears that WREG is the only traditional news media outlet that has been given access to the Memphis of Mesa. And they said that last year the event lost two and a half or three million dollars this is outside of the damage that happened this year 
This thing seems like it's been a perennial loser the last couple of years. And the last time it was at Tiger Lane or Tiger Alley, which is where it's going to be next year, as voted on by the competition cooks. I know it was a financial loser because that was the first thing everybody was bitching about. I fear financial distress for Memphis and May in many regards. Yeah, I I think I saw a three and a half million dollar loss figure. So you events that I've seen, you're usually making 30 to 50% of revenue, you know, that's your margin. So I just, I can't, one, I, I don't know how you lose that much money on event, how you miscalculated that much if it's real. And then that's also one, not including those, you know, the damages, but then like, how do you just, for, like, who's paying for that every year? Do they're yeah. just people that don't care about their money, I guess. I don't know. Before we talk about some other business stuff here, Wes, you were recently at the Big Green Egg Eggtoberfest. What's the event like and what were your major takeaways from the weekend? Uh, I thought it was a really cool event. It's I haven't been to a ton of barbecue related events, but the ones I've been to, they it was they were a little different it, you know this one was unique that it was started forever ago just by people that were passionate about big green eggs and they you know charge an admission fee so it's not like other ones that you know you just come in for free food and beer it was just a bunch of people that really liked egg products and i mean it was at a uh, a minor league baseball stadium which was pretty awesome because one they had the whole you know infield and outfield covered with tents as well as the concourses and it was a cool event too because it's not like a wide open field so you could just go sit down for a little bit in, in the bleachers and hang out and you know it was great i had you know my wife and kids there it was it was a great time were there any stars that you saw or you were surprised to see and had access to um i i mean i didn't go and talk to anyone but i i saw captain ron there which was neat because i watched some of his you know youtube big green egg videos so it was you know it was neat seeing him there Wes Wright joining us here on the show. Cookoutnews.com is his website. What do you know about the new CEO over at Big Green Egg, and what do you think he brings to the table to help Big Green Egg get into that next level of business potentially? Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've talked to him a few times. He's a he, he seems like a really good guy, uh, and he has a you know a background of uh, building. Uh, companies and you know working with companies and also background in food too which is you know what you want um and i you know i think when i look at the big green egg brand i feel like it's been you know kind of coasting for a little while and you know it has a fantastic brand recognition people love it people are, like i said are so passionate about it and then um you know i think what he'll help do is just continue to to grow it you know put some you know more more effort in the right places and and continue to build the brand because it you know it, it's it deserves that i feel like west is 2024 poised to be the year that ceramics in general recapture the imagination of the backyard consumer i don't think it'll be 24 i think it'll be a little longer than that i i do see them expanding but it might take a couple years Wes, this is Aaron, by the way. Aaron, this is Wes, uh, cookoutnews.com. Go big, go barbecue. Aaron, do you think that 2024 is poised to be the year that ceramics recapture the imagination of the backyard cook? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, I think the hardest part, like for me to not, I haven't pulled a trigger on one, obviously, on a lot of grills, is the affordability and the mobility of those ceramic cookers. You know, like for me, if I need to move it out of the way, I get afraid it's going to fall. And once it falls, what do you do? Call me to come over yeah. and help you pick it up. Yeah, a little bit cracks or something like that. I mean, I like 
your primo is cool. My friend had a primo when I first started out. That was really nice. You know, I've seen the eggs that had a hard fill. So, you know. Yeah, I, I think what'll help turn is, is I think forever, you know, people have always thought of Big Green Egg as an expensive product, right? Mm-hmm. That was always a premium brand. But then you see Traeger releasing the new Ironwood at two grand. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of other grills are coming out at way more money than, than a, a Big Green Egg. And, it'll still have that premium perception but when you actually look at the price it's 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 comparable now it's not like even a super premium grill at that price any earnings surprises for you this time around that you've been hearing about uh well you know camp chef's parent just they like pre-released earnings um they they didn't even release them yet but they uh sold half their business uh so they they released uh a preview of their earnings and guided down for the year so they cut for this and this is for all their brands like sims fishing all that you know the fox racing all that but they said that uh they slashed revenue by 100 million bucks and then brought down margin by like i don't know four or five percent and their their guidance because they said that inventory is going through slower than they thought with consumers buying less and then they're also seeing more uh more of a promotional environment which is why they they cut margin so uh you know that's good for the people that need to buy a grill because you know more promotions especially through with the holiday season coming up but um i'll be really interested to see you know especially with traeger since they said they were through all their inventory problems that was like uh you know they had a big slide and everything on their last call so uh theoretically you know we should see a much better quarter and we'll know within i don't know probably a month or so i think a couple weeks ago i was being communicated to by a number of folks that just like to watch stocks or whatever and they were like whoa traeger is really close to becoming penny stock for real i think they were at you know two bucks and change uh, or whatever it was i don't know where it's recovered to recently but are they in danger of getting delisted um you know i don't think they're at that point yet but uh you know i it'll be interesting to see how the year finishes out you know it's if if they the story they were telling in the last quarter continues and they surprise some people then you know we'll see it probably go back up but uh i think they have a little more runway um just because they took on debt so cheap so they have they have some money to play with you know it's funny i didn't write an article about it but um there was another weber lawsuit that just came out that uh it was for like against the weber board members byron trot who you know owns the uh, parent company now of Weber and was a uh, owner for a long time saying that the whole IPO buyback was a sham. And <laughs> so, you know, it seems like they just continue like more lawsuits about that whole process. Rectech out of uh, released three new grills, I think last week. So what can you tell me about those? Yeah. So they, they released five in total. Oh, five. Um, yeah. They, so two were, were more interesting one was a uh pellet fueled griddle which you know is kind of an interesting idea and i was curious if that was the route traeger was going to go with their flat rock um and then they released like a dual chamber pellet grill so you know it's like a side-by-side grill but as opposed to using two different fuel sources they have one side that's for low and slow and another it's a smaller capacity for searing um and then they released another three grills and just various sizes i i'm getting a little confused by their lineup because it seems like 
they have a grill for every like hundred square inches of cooking area. So mm. it seems like too many SKUs to me. Aside from thinking it's a neat idea, why would I want a pellet fueled griddle? Uh, well, so they claim that you get smoke flavor from it. And they said at their rec tech fest, they showed that, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to try it out because I don't think you can get the BTUs out of a single pellet chamber unless you're, you know, it's like massively sized or something. And with when you're grilling a lot, of, you're doing a lot of breakfast. So you're throwing, you know, frozen hash browns onto a hot griddle plate. You know, you need power to to get that back up to temp. So I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm skeptical about about that aspect of it myself. Aaron, you're a consumer. What do you think about a pellet fired griddle? I saw it and I was equally confused just because I own, you know, like three or four pellet grills. I'm like, how is, you know, that size fuel pot going to heat up a whole griddle? I mean, I'm assuming it looks like it's like a 36 inch griddle. Yeah, 36 inches. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I have a 36 inch griddle. I have a, you know, a pellet grill about the same size. I don't know how it's going to heat up, you know, the left and the right, maybe the middle, but I don't know how it disperses that, you know, that heat. So I saw in the picture of the article that you wrote, Wes, that it seems it, more in the center there, there were either no or tighter holes, which was probably to diffuse the heat away from the very center, because that's probably where you would get your biggest hot spot. And then as that deflector plate worked out and got bigger, there were bigger holes to shoot the heat out to the sides. I have no idea from a thermodynamic standpoint at how well or efficient that's going to work. Here's my concern about a pellet-fired griddle can i use the pellets at menards for five bucks for a 40 pound bag like home heating pellets because if i have to use wood like food grade wood pellets like i don't know anybody's buying to put in your pellet cooker that thing is highly expensive to run i didn't think about that but that does make sense yeah i'd probably still use food grade pellets i mean it's yeah, but if I don't think you're. I don't think you want to use those. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know if there's a danger gotta, issue with those because <laughs> it's like scrap shit wood or whatever. But the uh, the yeah. food grade pellets are like a dollar a pound, so you're spending you know twenty bucks for a bag of food grade wood pellets. I think it was an eighteen pound hopper on that griddle. So depending on how hot you're running it, I mean you're going to get through there pretty quick. It's going to be very expensive to run. I don't know if anybody's even looking at that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I I mean, I found like my trick for pellets, I buy, you can buy 40 pound bags of Pit Boss at Walmart yes. for pretty cheap. Yeah, That's yeah, what I usually at do. At Lowe's too. That's what I buy. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't really notice that much flavor difference. So I'm like, whatever. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, you're going to be running it at, you know, 350 plus yeah. the whole time and it's got to heat up a plate. So yeah, it, it you're going to be churning through pellets for sure well, i mean because a refill of propane is what 20 bucks somewhere around there you know and that runs the whole summer you know for me from just regular griddling so that's definitely yeah. something to think about green mountain grills launched a new prime 2.0 grill um or new line i should say so you have the re-emergence of ledge peak and trek what do you know about the new release yeah, the new release looked look pretty cool. Um, you know, they switched to DC power uh, for more control and, and safer power. And then uh, 
they had uh you know their their rack system for different foods I, I thought the neatest thing though was their infrared burner that they have on the side it's a you know electric infrared burner for searing you know steaks and things like that which i'd be interested to see it you know like work in in person or on a video because i you know i just i'm curious how quickly it heats up and how well but i think that's a great idea if it you know performs anywhere close to like a gas infrared burner do you think green mountain grill has the ability to recapture some market share i know it's been a horrific year for them for any number of reasons not the least of which was losing their manufacturing partner going out of business there in china and then having to source a new one getting product in all this stuff and now jason's out on the green mountain grill a tour of hey we're sorry or hey come aboard while we're getting some new stuff in what do you think their outlook is for next year I, I think some people are going to catch on to that that burner. That's you know a common complaint. You know whether it's real or not about pellet grills that you can't sear, and that's to me that's a big differentiator. I, I can tell you that that article on my site is is really ripping along, so people are interested in it and reading it. Um, yeah, I mean, how about you? Would you buy? You know, is that something to you that is appealing to get a, a grill with a an you know, infrared burner? Honestly, I'm the worst guy to ask that question to because I have a Primo <laughs> and I have two other gas grills. So does it really matter to me? No. But also, I don't really give a shit about tech. I don't really give a shit about a yeah. lot of stuff that people seem to be interested in these days or it's certainly not in my realm of importance to matter when it comes to buying. But I, I agree with you. I think people see it probably think it's going to be cooler than whatever else is out there and it's going to do way better than it would be to even have access to a fire pot i have an oklahoma joe rider dlx and i could slide it open to sear and it does an okay job but it's certainly not changing my life i get a better sear off of a gas grill or off the primo by far and this one is looks like it can really do a bang up job and i think it heats up in like less than a minute or maybe two, maybe less than that. So, and like rifle hot. So maybe you can also dial back the temperature, use it as a side burner that it actually works. So if you want to boil water or put a cast iron skillet on there, I know Traeger has the, the induction burner, whatever they have with their top of the line timber line, but this certainly yeah. could be competing or maybe they're so different. They're not even competing. Yeah. I, I actually, I like the infrared burner more than the uh, induction burner. I, I don't usually, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I like make sauces in my kitchen and then grill outside. I don't really, like any grill that has a uh, side burner, I never really use it. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I've, I, I think I think a lot of it is you're just, you're fighting perception, right? So everyone thinks that pellet grills don't make enough smoke and they don't sear. And I... I mean, you buy a $30 cast iron pan and you can sear just fine. And to me, the smoke flavor is enough. I'm not, you know, somebody that needs to be just burping up smoke for hours. So, but, you know, that's the perception. So if you can change that perception, then you can theoretically sell more grills and more than your competitor. You still using that Franklin? Yeah, uh, I cooked uh, a beer can chicken on it <laughs> just a couple of days ago. And Isn't that a waste also some of wood? Cookies too. <laughs> it was just kind of fun. I only had a couple hours, you know, so rather, you know, I don't have time to do like a brisket very often. So it was just, you know, I think I did it on Sunday. I'm going to post a video on Instagram, but we, yeah, it, it turned out fantastic. It was great. I saw one of those at Hartville when we were down there for the 
you know, grill fest. That thing is just insane. Yeah, it. I mean, just the temperature holding on it. What, like, what's great about it is if you're great at offsets and you're a pro, you're gonna love it just because it's so you know stripped down and basic. Or if you're somebody just getting into offsets, it holds temperature so easily that that's the thing to get. Don't get something cheaper that you'll just hate your life trying to run it. You know, it just it works so well. Wes Wright joining us here on the show. The website, of course, cookoutnews.com. Make sure you are hitting that up multiple times a week. See what he's writing about. And you can catch Wes right here third Tuesday of every month. Wes, always appreciate the time. We'll see you in November. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. See you, Wes. Can you believe what I just said? See you in November. It's crazy. People laugh at me in January and I say 2023 rapidly coming to a close. Guess what? Joke's on you. (laughs) Rapidly coming to a close. There's no doubt about it. So Wes Wright is taking us into the end of the first hour, which we appreciate his visits and insight, of course. I'm always anxious to get his feedback on that Franklin offset. I don't have one. I, I wouldn't mind one, but... I don't know if I have a lot of space to put it in the side yard at the moment. Aaron Huntelman, I almost said Aaron Franklin. Aaron Huntelman is sitting in for the first hour here, and he'll be here for the second hour as well. We're going to wrap up the first hour, so stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. We thank Wes Wright for joining us. Last segment, cookoutnews.com is his website. Once again, that's cookoutnews.com. He also has a weekly newsletter called The Weekend Refuel that hits your inbox on Saturday mornings. So if you miss out on his website during the course of the week, make sure you sign up for that, and then you can get caught up on the top news stories and then run on over and catch up with everything else. But always got his finger on the Very impressive website. Like, he knows a lot. Yeah, I get a lot of... uh, He's been a great pickup for me on the show from a regular state... Or from a regular guest perspective. And he follows me. Even better. Yeah. You know who else is in the room tonight? Garden State Barbecue right there. Julie, you follow Garden State Barbecue? I'm not sure. You should. His recipes are banging. You definitely don't follow him. You would nah. you would have picked that up immediately. All right. We are heading to the second hour. Refresh your libations. Aaron Huntelman from Go Big or Go Barbecue sitting in studio for the entire show here. And we will be back in just a minute or so as we get ready for the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 